happen. Uh, did you need to jerk off your uh, soundboard anymore before we start? No, I, I think I got all the buttons uh, properly exercised and uh, feeling good. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, I've hit record. Original that sound, means, original sound. Uh, original, original, original sound. sound. Hang on. I haven't had a chance to even you know check that. Original sound is on. Uh, let's not take 15 minutes before we start the show. Yesterday was okay. way too long. Uh, I will accept opening remarks, and then we have to get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, let's not get into a great discussion. Uh, Just before the show, just before the show, I declared to Fred, and he uh, also co-declared that we are now Islamophobic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dan, hopefully we can get you to join us. Uh, but well, uh, I'm no longer that. pretending. I'm not no longer pretending that I have uh, that I'm tolerant of Islam. Sorry, sorry. Look at How Dan. He's Dan's wiggling a bit. I am. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I well, do know that I was listening uh, to a podcast the other day. I was talking uh, going in depth on all this stuff. Yeah, the, the term Islamic phobia. Actually, came from uh, part of the uh, the it wasn't Hamas, it was uh, the PLO or something like that. It was something that they years and years ago that they created to talk about themselves because there's no there's no uh, Christian phobia out there. Christian I, th- phobia. I think it was didn't I say, I sent you the uh, Christophobia? I sent you the yeah. Sam Harris thing, did I not? For you, to yeah, listen I read, to? I, I listened to about three quarters of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, if you can listen to that and Why still stop, it made too much sense. Yeah. If you can listen to that and not have a problem with uh, this religion and, uh, as he calls it, the death cult that is Hamas. Anyway, but let's. That's just our yeah, opening. But, yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You said opening remarks, yes. and you know, Islamophobia. Again, that's a word that's sort of been weaponized, like off, like a lot of you know, calling people racist. You know, it's lost its true meaning, and it's a weapon. And as I said to you, if having a problem with religion at its very base, a religion that treats women the way they do, then yeah, I'm Islamophobic, I guess, because I have no tolerance for that. No. So um, count me in as one of the bad guys, I guess. Well, that's why I say we co-declared yeah. our Islamophobia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Dan, I know you won't, but I mean, here's the thing. How much more convincing do you need? Not you. I'm not picking on you, even though you're the one who still. still cl- no, the, uh, you, it's still yeah. you. You still cling to some notion that religion does good for people. Uh, and that's fine. Um, but I'm going to play you a little clip. This is an Islamic scholar. She's a woman. I thought we were getting to the show. Okay, fuck, I'll do it after this. <laughs> no, no, no that's fine. I'm just bugging you. No, no, it's I'm, fine. Well, you're right. I'm we, yanking your chain. I'll I'm yank very you. interested in I'm hearing I'm going to yank your chain. <laughs> um, okay, this will take three seconds. She's an Islamic scholar, and she's explaining in some detail how... Well, first, have a listen to what she's saying, because you, you won't be able to understand. <laughs> So the, the gist of what she goes into, and it's only about a minute clip, and I, I don't know if I've tweeted it or not, but the gist of it is, Dan, she's explaining how when there's a war between the believers, which is what the Muslims think, that it's there. Do you understand that, you know, unlike Christians and, and most other religions, 
one of the things that is Islam, the, the true believers believe that they should get rid of all people who aren't, who don't believe like they do. But this particular woman goes on to explain why it's okay to rape Jews. And she goes into some detail how it's been, it says in the Quran uh, that, uh, you know, a, a man can take a non-believer and, and have sex with her as, and, and still have a wife. That's part of their religious doctrine. And again, I'm not wow. asking you to defend it or to, to believe it or not, but I'm just saying like, so there's a person. So we, we in the West here, we can't understand that. You know, and I also don't think the people who are protesting all the, you know, pro-Palestinians, I don't think they understand it either. I think that's definitely true. A lot of people don't understand a lot about what they're, what they think they th- understand about the various religions i think uh, big picture a lot of people just want peace amongst religions and that that everybody has the right to live like a a, you know a good human being you know with all the things that we have which is you know freedom to like our society is relatively free in canada and that's what we think that they they should be wanting in that area of the world as well right the only thing that bothers me about that is when there's stuff that is called out and needs to be called out for basic human rights, then you become the bad guy. That's what bugs me. Because you're not even heard sometimes. You know, I could say I have a big problem with that religion. Why? The way they treat women. Oh, come on now, you know. Well, look, it's still there. 2023. The way a lot of that religion treats women to the very fact that they can't, you know, they have to walk a step behind a man. True happens. And, and can't 2000 school, can't have rights and stuff like that. I have a problem with that. And you call it out and then all of a sudden you're the intolerant one. And in and two, and 2023 here, you know, you know, and, and, and amongst what's going on, how does these how do these Me Too women who were just around a few years ago? How do they hear that woman talk about it's OK to rape Jewish women or any non-believers because they're they're less they're not real people. That's a woman. By the way, when I saw this clip, I thought, you know, is this woman from 1800s or 2000? No, she's from now times. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to your your point, I got I'm I'm a proud Islamophobe because (laughs) I am. I'm like, fuck it. You know, Uh, like the prime minister is surrounded at a restaurant and harassed by pro-Palestinians. How how is that? Where where does that all line up in the great religious debate we're having? Now this is Vancouver last night, and he's in a restaurant, and they had to call in like a hundred police because of threatening behavior around the restaurant, a pro Palestinian, you know, protest. And again, I looked at all the stuff today. I didn't see any any of those Palestinians pro Palestinian. I saw nothing about Hamas. It's all about Israel and now Canada. We're the bad guy. Because we're supporting Israel. Because we're supporting, and we're not calling, like, Trudeau's not calling for an absolute ceasefire right now. Like, a a total clear declaration. I mean, he danced around it yesterday, and Bibi Netanyahu chastised him on on Twitter, or X. And that was the big story yesterday. But even all that aside... In this country, in Canada, our prime minister is threatened because of shit going on halfway around the world. That's when I get pissed off. And again, it doesn't make sense. 
what they were doing last night. It makes no sense. The problem is Hamas. Direct your vitriol there, because yeah. if it wasn't for them, nobody would be suffering this right now. And, and But they have no, there's no part of that group. And by the way, there are groups, this uh, palace, there's a, there's a, a, I don't know the acronym, this Palestinian youth group that are basically responsible for a lot of the protests on campuses around North America. It's been organized pretty carefully. It's not, this, these aren't just, uh, they just haven't been thrown together at the last minute. Think about all these protesters around at least these university campuses around the... the and, and then these people in Toronto boycotting Jewish restaurants. How is this allowed to happen? Because I guarantee you, if a bunch of Jews got together and started boycotting Palestinian restaurants, people would lose their fucking minds. And, and if you don't think it all comes down to the Palestinian and Islamic uh, faith, then you're not paying attention. And as this uh, podcast I, I sent to Fred, I'm pretty sure I sent it to you. As Sam Harris says, you know, Hamas is like a death cult. And that, that, that uh, peace festival that they went around hacking people's bodies to death, that peace festival, that, as he said, the irony is those were the Jews inside Israel who were calling for peace. It was like, you know, it was like a music fame. I mean, people keep forgetting that on October 7th, you know, by the way, speaking of ceasefire, ceasefire, another line I love is there was a ceasefire until Hamas broke it on the 7th of October. That's when the ceasefire ended. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a great line in this uh, podcast, Dan. He, he talks about the barbari, barbarian, barbarianism, whatever, the, whatever. Barbarism. Thank you. Is that really the word barbarism? Um, yeah, lots of barbers get together. Lots of barbers. Well, <laughs> the bar, the bar, he talks about the barbaric behavior of these religious zealots in what he keeps calling a death cult. And, and it's a music festival. There's young kids dancing, praying, and hoping for peace. He, his line was, it was as though a bunch of Vikings showed up at Burning Man and just started killing everybody. Because this wasn't people dying by rocket fire blowing up near a building they were in this was one-on-one you know people calling their parents with joy talking about how many jews they killed you know that's that's why i have trouble with religion because it's like what else caused this yeah nothing what concerns me too is you sit there as a jewish man speaking out and i can't help but think you know we received some already criticism that how do I put this that like you're wrong or or you as a Jewish guy you don't understand you know what I mean where if you were Palestinian and saying the same things protecting that side it would be heartfelt bleeding heart I understand, sir, stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and that's, the, that's what concerns me about this. It's like, oh, there's the Jew going off again. But if you were, that again, a Palestinian, there would be nothing but heartfelt. And it's a weird situation. We well, yeah, and as David was on the show a couple weeks ago talking yeah. about the deep-seated anti-Semitism, think about if you, I don't know, you guys are smart. Most people listening have read at least some accounts of that day and and believe it or not you know if you believe, if half the things they talked about on that day happened how is that how does that not garner sympathy at a global level but it didn't it's almost like well that was justified because of the occupiers and by the way to be an occupier you have to have somewhere else to go 
And that's another thing that bugs me is most people have no clue when they talk about the genocide that's taking place. They have no clue what they're talking about. It's just a bunch. And, and by the way, it's, I, I met a young person last night. And it, it, it sort of this is going to we're going to eventually start the show. <laughs> this young, only take three seconds. This young person I met last night was a great example of the kind of how, how emboldened young people are now. Uh, in a way that they wouldn't have been when you and I and uh, and Freddie were young. Just before the, we started the show, maybe Dan, because Fred could be sort of the moderate in this discussion. I'll be the Jewish guy. Maybe you could be, you know, dress, <laughs> dress yourself up uh, in some Islam kind of garb and right, uh, some sort of Hamas. <laughs> uh, since you're yeah, since you're the, uh, I'd be careful about calling yourself. Uh, Islamophobic because okay, a phobia is a you're a fear of them, and well, I do fear them, Dan. They're they're writing Holocaust 2.0 on fucking. But it's an unreasonable no, no, fear. Ho- right? But wait wait a minute, they're writing Holocaust okay. 2.0 on buildings. When would that be a reasonable fear? Your religion, whatever that is, they're not writing Lutheran death to fucking white people. True. They're not. They're not I mean, boycotting Lutheran fucking uh, uh, restaurants. When should I start to be concerned? Okay. Well, I just. What I just cautioned. Like it. It. It ends up sounding like you're. You've become prejudiced against. An I am prejudiced people. against them. They're well, calling full about that, dude. They're saying from the from the river to the sea means they want to get rid of all Jews. Right. That's Hamas for sure, and that's not every single it's, person. No, it's in not that. Hamas, and it's these Palestinian pro-Palestinian groups. They're not mentioning Hamas. Have you not seen these kids? Hundreds of thousands of people around the planet gas the Jews from the river to the sea. This representative in Congress. What do you think that means from the river to the sea? Well, I know what it means. No, what it do you think it the, means? The, do you think it means, it means let's the get land together. from the river to the sea that we want all that land back? We want it all back. It, oh, which, yeah. by the way, it wasn't theirs, but we want it. We want it all. We want and, it. In order we want to, it all. Okay. And in order to push, have that land, push the Jews into the Jews sea. have to go into the sea. They mean to yeah. kill the Jews, and they're not Hamas mm-hmm. saying that. That's a pro. That's all these Palestinians yelling, including that Congress. Not is she a Congresswoman? Uh, Talib, what's her face? So why isn't why isn't it okay? Those people aren't. Those people are uh, Jew phobic. Jew phobics. Some uh, probably have no idea what they're saying. They may think that okay. it's uh, you know there's a river around the beginning of Gaza and then it's from the Gaza to the sea. Kind of is yeah, what they're, they're thinking. Well, they don't know what they don't know what they're talking about. There's a huge amount of people that don't have any. But let me ask you this: Do, do you think all there? those people do not think they're Hebrew phobic? That they're I'm not that they're uh, prejudiced uh, uh, against Jews. I I don't know how to to represent the, those. The, well, I don't. Yes, they. Many people are. Many people are have horrible prejudices against all kinds. Of no, groups uh, Jews, people, Dan. There's not four Jews. Absolutely, there's not it been a four hundred percent rise in anti-Lutheran fucking behavior. There's not been That's a four hundred percent rise in anti-Christian behavior. Absolutely true. I I'm think not, if anybody and it, and it astonishes just, me that anybody could could like something that's happening over there that has nothing to do with what's happening here that they that they attack people here. That's just outstandingly ridiculous, ridiculous and racist. 
if anybody the, has a, if anybody has a reason to be Islamophobic, it would be every Jew on the fucking planet. Okay. But how do we get to the point of peace throughout the world and all? Then I mean, kill all of like, fucking so Hamas. Fu- that would be the it's starters. So com- it's so freaking complicated. Yeah, there's right. the there's at least four groups to think about when you're talking about it. There's there's the the two governments, Hamas, which was yes, I mean, well, like, they the just is. hung on to power since then and and you know destroyed their <laughs> democracy there. And then there's uh, Israel, which is a, the farthest uh, uh, right version of the uh, of the israeli government that's ever been in place and then there's the people of both those those areas totally agree with you so it's that and and they may not have nothing to do with hamas or with the israeli government i totally accept what you said but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the global rise of anti-semitic behavior are not by virtue of what i'm saying aren't all anti aren't all anti-semites you know jew phobics so why is it not okay for a Jew to say, you know what, I'm not down with fucking Islam. That woman who I played you a minute ago, her whole rap is basically it's okay to, to rape Jews. How, how would I as a Jew go, oh, I'm cool with that. <laughs> that's fine. You know, if that's how you think, let's just okay, talk. Play me, Howard. Can you look today to find a Jew saying it's okay to rape Palestinians or, or Muslims? <laughs> Can you find one? Right. Okay. So we're getting off. Well, we're we're not getting off. All I'm trying, I guess, Dan. All I'm trying to say is, it's not you I'm attacking. All I'm trying to say is, why shouldn't I and every other Jew that has been under this global fucking? I've never seen it, guys. Have you ever seen anything like this in all the time? In in all the, give me a parallel to this, Dan. No. Did the did and, the when when um when the when the blacks were under siege in the sixties? Did the world rise up and go, you know, gas the blacks? Like it's I've never seen anything like this. I've been telling you guys uh, on this show for years. There is anti-Semitism. You know, we were one of the first shows uh, to report how much uh, Toronto is one of the lead, the leading hate crimes are Jews, and then all of a sudden by on, a long shot, by a long shot, it's not even close. It's Hall of Fame numbers. But I know, and that this whole and what you know, wokeism and bleeding heartism, that rush to be so accepting and it's just so contradictory sometimes you know say there's a group called you know okay the water buffaloes and the water buffaloes treat women the way they do no one would hesitate to say that group look at the way they treat women i want nothing to do with them something should change there but for some reason when muslims can treat women the way they do and pretty blanket in a lot of situations Everybody recoils. You don't want to call it out. No, no, I can't do that. Because, we again, we get into that, again, wokeism where, I don't know, there seems to be this protectionist thing when it comes to, a, like, a culture or religion or when it's got to be called out. And those that do call it out, then, they, as I said earlier, they become the bad guy. And it's like, how, you want to talk about fixing a problem. How does that ever fix a problem? That's what frustrates me. And I mean, that's at the very basis. And then we go, you know, and then, you know, we keep going up the scale to hit rape. Super. Fantastic. But if everyone well, wants to just shut their mouths and recoil and not say anything, yeah, that's going to fix stuff. Well, yeah. That, but you're, that, you started, Dan started by saying you'd be, if I were, you say to me, I, you know, be careful that, you know, to say you're Islamophobic. If, if a person of Jewish 
call, I'm, I'm not, I don't practice, you know, Judaism, but I'm, you know, I was unfortunately born Jewish. What, if I'm not, should I not be scared of these people? Uh, in this day and age, obviously you have to be a, a way more uh, vigilant. I'm not saying that. Uh, by, I'm not by, saying by the way, that. By I guess, way, I guess by, what I'm saying wait, is, wait, you know, when you say this day and age, you mean it's in the last month? Or yeah, since I mean. the 1930s, or uh, it's always been there, but it's I've never in my life seen what I've seen the last month. So well, yeah, should it's I not reactivated? It's the whole thing has been reactivated, and, and it's ridiculous. It's, but in it's, such an ass backwards. It's called true colors. That's what it's called. Right, Dan. I mean, I, listen. You can like in in in, Sh- in Charlottesville a few years ago when there was good people on both sides. That Trump bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. was a bunch of white guys, white right wing supremacists yelling about Jews. And I can almost accept that because it's like, well, it's weird right wing behavior. They hate everybody: blacks, Jews, gays, queers, whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is so bizarre. This is the left, the progressive left. Your people, Dan. You're, <laughs> seriously, this is the. It's coming My from team. places I, I would have never. From universities, from um, higher learning, people that are supposed to be smart. I and mean, it's what Fred said. It's wokeism come back on itself. Yeah, it's blown back on itself in a way that yep. we wouldn't accept. Okay, I'm going to tell you one one more story, and then we're going to start the show. Two days ago. There was a huge um, demonstration of Jewish people. About a couple hundred thousand went to Washington, which is about, I don't know, half the population or so. A great number of the Jewish population of America went to Washington. Uh, a A bunch of Jews from Detroit chartered a plane, 900 of them over three, two or three planes to fly there. And they had chartered some buses to take them from the private strip to the demonstration and the bus drivers refused to drive them because they were Jews. And I guarantee you, if that was a bunch of bus drivers refusing to drive black people, it would be the, it would be the, the story of the day. But I, either Julie Fleming sent it to me or I became a comment, but it wasn't a very widely reported story. So that's where we're at. That's the the wokeism, the it's the racial intolerance. One black guy had his neck um, uh, kneeled on by a cop and and unfortunately died, and it and it was the topic of conversation for a year and a half. George Floyd. If you read the 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 day report of that Hamas attack, it makes it makes George Floyd look like he died of natural causes. So those bus drivers heard it was a bunch of Jews and all called in sick and refused to drive the Jewish people. So, yeah, excuse me for being a little anti-Islamic at the moment, you know? All right. I don't know. I, I didn't hear about that. And, uh, and I, hope, I hope it's true that you're, you know, it's not like uh, you have to verify a lot of these things these days, right? And, you know, who knows? It may have been not just for... Uh, a prejudice reason it could have been that they were they were concerned about their own personal safety with with uh, Jewish people driving a bunch of Jewish people. Well, in that's this what I said to age. Howard. That's what I said to Howard. But apparently, that was not the case. Okay. And when you say there, you know, that nails what you just said. You have to verify these things. It's, but nobody does. It's just you know the rush to be the cool, understanding person. You know, right? No, but also, uh, you know, we can't. Where does it like this? 
the way you're talking right now. It's just going to be escalating it upon escalation upon escalation. And where does it end up? How do we solve these problems? I mean, it's it's not we're not going to convince uh, the no. the people of the Islamic faith um, through violence that you know our way is the better way. Okay, but is it not okay? When it's uh, the declarations are made constantly that they do not like or accept our way of life, is it not okay for us to say, well, you know what, we're not so big on yours either? It's okay to say that. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's fine. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and there's mm-hmm. lots of things in that religion I totally disagree with. Mm-hmm. I line up very much with what you're saying about women in that faith, mm-hmm. and that makes no sense to me. Where you know, like everybody. Should it should be equal for everyone, and um, you know, if but, you want to be in that, then great. But it, you should have the freedom to not be in it as well, right? I know, but I want. I just clarify that too. When I was talking about a man's group or a, a water buffalo or whatever, yes, Fred Flintstone. Group, when you said, that, that, by the way, when that, you said water buffalo, all I could think of was Fred no, Barney. But and again, that just came to mind. But I'm just saying, if they had that behavior, they would be called out in seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that, you know, like golf clubs that don't allow women and golf clubs that don't amount, you know. Astonishing, yeah. Well, it would be called out in a second. But I know someone, and I don't want to say someone like you, but again, someone woke would never, ever call out Islam on the, the way they treat women. They would just want to skip to just on to the next subject that fits their narrative. Yeah, but what about the way they treat women? And well, I don't want to deal with that right now because I might have to say something bad about them. Well, sometimes that's that needs to be said. And if we could come full circle to the idea of religion is just the root of all evil. I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna recheck and see if I sent the Sam Harris thing that I sent to Fred to you. And and no, I, I did. I listened to well, uh, that's listened, right. Like yes. I said, three quarters. Uh, of the but but when, if you listen to that and don't under, if you can't the, the takeaway, if you can't understand just how deeply rooted and how just how awful. Their reason to be, their tenets of that religion is to basically eliminate anyone who doesn't believe what they believe. And that's right, but that is also the Hamas. Uh, it's not just Hamas, Dan. Well, there's it's others. Not, yeah, but Howard, too. And they're, you know, to be fair, as Sam Harris said, I mean, we're talking jihadism, right? But yeah, but but the thing is, yes, the most extreme of that religion want to kill mm-hmm. everybody, including mm-hmm. the, the people. Uh, but it's all, but the but the point of the Quran. There's lots of a lot of this. They're not getting. It's not some addition to the Quran. This was this stuff comes from the Quran. It's okay to rape uh, in a war situation. You can rape the non-believers, women, and without it, you can have them as sex slaves. That's what they believe. That's what that woman who whose clip I played. That's what she believes is correct. So that Sam, person, yes, but you know, not everyone believes that, right? Okay, but as Sam Harris said, you know, not knowing and understanding where this is coming from, it, it, how are you ever gonna? Well, I appreciate you. You want to have peace with people, but like, I just want them to stop. You know, yelling for the elimination of the 15. There's a billion of them. There's 15 million Jews worldwide. I think and, and, yeah. I think we should start the show. And I know it does. <laughs> like, you know, you can't label everyone with the same. Well, I'm starting to. Everyone. I'm going to label everyone no, 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 the same. No, no. I, and that's totally true. 
But at the same time, that doesn't mean totally ignore everything. To me, that's the problem. Yeah, I understand. You know, call yeah, it out where true. it needs to be, call it out where it needs to be called out. Don't be afraid. Well, that's why I'm going on a that's why I'm going on a rampage. Um, yeah. All right. Listen, I, I know I, I, the irony is I said we should start the show. And now yeah, full circle. Let's bring it back to let's start the show. Uh, it's right 20. The we've never yeah, done that. that. It's tw- <laughs> 28. <minutes. laughs> wow. That is unprecedented here. You're going to have to start talking about uh, the sponsors right after I met. Absolutely. Uh, that's because yeah. Grandpa Jew got all excited. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you right. just want me to introduce you guys? No, I'll, I'll do uh, I'll do the thing. Like the whole thing? Oh, okay. yeah. You know, what you could do is is fix it in post <laughs> and move this all the way to the front. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I did some fixing in post the other day. It takes me a long time. All right, Where'd here we fix? go. Uh, pardon me? What did you fix? I can't tell you. I'll tell you after. Something on the show? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh. Oh, I yeah. I thought this was it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I when some... you went off on one of your racist diatribes, you had to take it out. <laughs> Right. When you went off on one of your pro Hamas yeah, right. fucking uh, Jew hating, uh, what you, all your all your editing skills from way back when that I taught you have just oh, it was classic uh, it was classic. Yeah, and by the way, I have gotten pretty good at the digital editing over the years, Mister. Okay, good. You'd well, have been very yeah. proud of me. I don't know, Freddie. It was pretty seamless. Anyway, let's get started. Here we go, okay. people. All right. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from our mobile state-of-the-art Humble and Fred studio in Puerto Aventuras, Mexico. From our well-equipped basement facility in Brampton with a new tablecloth. And from a street-side porch in Stratford. And it's brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, EVNet.ca, and Palma Pass along with returning sponsors Bodog and Kelsey's. And now here are two men with aging bodies that in wanting low-impact workouts wonder if the seesaw offers a solution. It's Humble and Fred. Hey, Dan, listen, I appreciate your uh, being here to give us some religious religious balance. It's not like, I think, Islam's, you know, their, their slogans are like, you know, uh, Islam, we're cool with Jew raping. I, I, I know that. I know that's not what they're saying. Right. And, uh, and but I think that, as I mentioned in the uh, opening, whatever that was. <laughs> the, the, I, I, that quick opening. Guys, it's unprecedented. I don't care what you say. Give me a parallel. I wasn't alive in the Second World War. Dan was, obviously, but you and I weren't. I've never seen anything like this. And I've been at this game a long time, man. Never seen anything like it. Well, as someone who's squeaky clean of religion, never, ever been part of my life on any level. You know what I mean? Because, you know, Dan, your religious beliefs, were, you know, you may have somewhere along the line experienced something based on religion or Catholics. And we got reaction today from a Catholic, I, I would assume. Um it doesn't make sense to me. It's a, it goes to exactly what Howard said. It's, it's not rational. No, it just doesn't make sense to me. There's no balance there. And that's what bewilders me. And again, I come from a thing where I've never had anything with religion affect me in any way, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get it. Because, you know, I read, I, I read the news today. I read like, the I don't, news I don't today. Get it. Yeah, man. It's just so unbalanced. I'm trying to find this thing. I, but uh, here's a, I, I, I picked this thing out for you, Dan. 
and it's sort of apropos of what we've been talking about. And then we'll do some commercial stuff. And then I'm going to tell you about this weird encounter I had last night with a super woke person. And it was so strange to me and a, and a real sign of the times and a real sort of I encounter with somebody that I could also see them being, you know, super pro-Palestinian. So uh, this is a post and it says, all it says, Dan, is this God, the belief that there was nothing. And then suddenly God appeared from out of nowhere and made everything after that and hates gays. (laughs) 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 Just the way it's written and, and made everything after that period and hates gays (laughs) (laughs) makes perfect sense. That's excellent comedy. Now, you know what, Dan? Good Here's just comedy structure right there. I, I just want to, you know, because a lot of, you know, everyone's been, you know, very anti-Jew lately. And I, I saw something else. I thought, you know, I, I should I should pick out some stuff to remind people that, you know, th- there's lots of good things about Jews. It's not like it, we're not just about the genocide of a people. We also create comedy. In fact, we'll one thing about Jewish people, and this is a, a bit I'm about to play. A, Jewish people definitely will make fun of anything. For example, listen to this. Jews are a lot more likely to get a lot of different health issues. The guy's talking about Jews are a lot more likely to get different health issues. Jews, I think we're 50% more likely to get Parkinson's. We're more likely to have Alzheimer's, uh, multiple sclerosis, all sorts of things. One disease, though, that we don't very commonly get is actually ADHD. They don't know why, but they think it has something to do with the concentration camps. <laughs> 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 did you did you get that, Dan? Because we don't have ADHD yeah, because of, it already, yeah, yeah, because the concentration we were, part because of the, of the concentration, concentration. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, <laughs> all right. All right. Let's uh, move on, and then, well, actually, not move on. Let's uh, get started because we really do. We've got emails today, everybody. Everyone's excited about that. We're going to get to those. Dan Duran, hang around for a second. Uh, Freddie, who do we? Uh, who are we looking to uh, thank today? Ah, the retirement Sherpa. He was on the show yesterday and talked about, you know, mistakes made uh, when you're investing. Uh, There's some very, very clear-cut mistakes that people have to be aware of. And again, it gets back to having someone to guide you through the investment world because, you know, there's a lot to be aware of. And uh, Tim Niblett, he's a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. You need a guy? He's your guy. RetirementSherpa.ca. Also, Freddie, before we get to the emails, I want you to tell that story about... uh, We'll we'll get to that bit about DoorDash. And uh, if we have time for the... uh, What city in Canada is considered the most lonely? I don't know if you heard of this, Dan. Uh, Kelsey's Roadhouse. That's right, baby. Kelsey's Roadhouse. Um... What am I looking at here? I'm Kelsey's has been... I'm, I'm reading something here. Oh, good. Uh, probably about Kelsey's. Yeah, man. Which uh, has a number of locations. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, this program is brought to you by Kelsey's, Canada's original roadhouse since 1978. Eat what you want to eat, drink what you want to drink, and be who you want to be. Enjoy classics like the legendary four-cheese spinach dip. And unforgettable chicken wings fuel your adventurous spirit that craves something a little different, a little more original. And as I've mentioned before, Thursdays, to continue the... 
Kelsey's tradition, winging it since 1978. Tonight, it is uh, their legendary chicken wings for half price. Sauced and styled how you like them, and why not wash them down with a $6 Coors? What are you waiting for? Grab your buds and head to Kelsey's this wing night and celebrate the start of the weekend right away. Offer is valid with the purchase of a beverage. Must be of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly. I was uh, downtown in Playa del Carmen last night. A buddy from Toronto uh, in town. He's a professional golfer and he's in town for a... uh, Actually, a Canadian golf tournament that they hold, obviously, outside of Canada uh, around this time of the year, different places. And so, and Dan, have you been on Main Street, Fifth Avenue, it's called, in Playa del Carmen? Uh, no. What would no, it be? I've, I've been to, to uh, I haven't spent any time there. Now, but Dan, uh, well, Freddie, you've been here. Fifth Avenue is a long street. It's lots of different shops and restaurants. And at night, it gets pretty wild. There's just thousands of people walking up and down this long, miles-long boulevard. And it's no, obviously, foot traffic only. And my friend's uh, lady friend was here. She's from Naples, Florida. Nice woman. We get finished as we're, we were having dinner, but we were looking down onto the street and there was an exotic animal shop, like like a full on tiger and a little baby cougar and a, another lion or, or something, you know, big cats. Right. So we're sort of looking at people and taking pictures. And they, of course, charge you to go into the shop to. uh to pet and feed these it's whatever it's mexico <laughs> like you know I, I i'm part of it is i don't feel good about it but i'm not you know i, I just there's a hunt obviously a crowds of people standing around and so my friend's lady friend she wanted to pay get this fellas 50 dollars canadian or u.s whatever for like five to seven minutes of going inside and she fed one of the baby, whatever fucking cougars it was. And again, I'm the, I'm not here or there on it. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think it's, you know, it's the same as circuses. I, I didn't have a big, strong opinion about it. I'm probably not for it, but, uh, you know, I, just, I was waiting there with my friend watching his girlfriend pet do this thing with the tiger. Are you with me so far? Got it. Yes. Okay. And again, I'm one of dozens of people standing around the entrance. The signs say very clearly, you cannot take pictures. Uh, they, you know, you have to come in the store. And all of a sudden, from over my right shoulder, I, I hear a woman say, aren't you embarrassed? And I was like, what? And she's probably one of my kids' age. To you? Yeah. To you? To oh, me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I apologize. First, she says... Are you two standing in line waiting to get in? And I was like, sort of, that was how I, I turned around. And I saw she was like right over my right shoulder. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Like thinking maybe she wanted to go in. Mm-hmm. And then she says, aren't you embarrassed? So I'm South African, English, I don't know, some accent. Mm-hmm. And, and in mid-20s with a, her and a couple of her girlfriends. And I said, sort of like, and again, it took me by surprise because I wasn't sure what she was talking about. And I just said something. Yeah, yeah always. <laughs> Fucking always. <laughs> and, and my friend laughed because I didn't know if she was talking to me about what. And That's then my she, standing emotion. <laughs> exactly. I said, I wake up every day. Of course, I'm fucking embarrassed, but I don't know what in particular embarrassment are you referring to? And then she goes off. This all happens, by the way. Mm. I'm describing it. 
My description took way longer than the encounter. Aren't you embarrassed? I say yes, always. And then she says, you're looking at the, then she goes off on the animals. Aren't you embarrassed? You should be. You should be. And I'm like, "Uh, okay. I was completely taken (laughs) off guard. And then as she's walking away, she just turns around and gives me the fuck you finger. Like all of that happened. And as I said to my friend, you know, where the fuck did she get off? First of all, I didn't ask her into my life, but she felt it was her job to explain to me how looking at this animal thing going on, um, by the way, amongst dozens of people, she made it to her point to tell me that. And, and in light of what we've been talking about today and also in what we've been seeing the last, that is not only the, a woke person, but a woke person who feels she needs to educate me. See, that's what bugs me about it. But that's a great example. You know, that's um, you're being woke, but that's not good enough that you within yourself have those, you know, wonderful feelings about the world and everything. But you you it bothers you that other people don't like she that's like promoting her wokeism. So she couldn't walk by as a woke person and go, I don't agree with that. I'm going to keep on moving. There's that whole movement of I feel this way. And now I got to tell you that you should too. fuck off. Yeah, no kidding. And and to go from uh, are you waiting? Like her first thing was something about are you waiting to go in? And and again, I just thought she was asking because she wanted to go in. But the whole thing was maybe 25 to 35 seconds that ended with her walking away, turning around and going, fuck you, giving me the finger. And I was like, wow, like I'm listen, I'm a psycho, but even I take longer than that to ramp up. And and oh, yeah, yeah, I just watched her walk away, you know, like the whole thing was just so surreal to me. I'm a 63 year old man. Can you imagine, you know, our, when we were in our twenties walking up to a guy, our age, Mm-hmm. And getting in their yep. face and then telling them to fuck off in 30 seconds. It's crazy to me. That she's just a self-promoter, right? Like, she, world, look at me. I'm wonderful. Yeah. I understand everything and accept everything. Look at me. It's not enough to feel it. You got to tell it. You got to spread it. Ugh. I know there's a ton of that shit going on, too. Believe me. Well, and that does kind of tie into what we're seeing, you know, around the world. And Mm -hmm. again, the age group of people, some of them I know, like that age group of people has just grown up with this. And again, that's why I said in in the diatribe earlier about the Me Too movement. Where are they when all these women are getting raped? Because they are certainly around when somebody was misgendering people. Anyway, I was reading something uh, recently about, well, it doesn't matter. But anyway, it was, and it was basically know your audience. And we've talked about this before. When you go into a room, before you start talking, you sort of get a feel for the room before you maybe go off on certain subjects or (laughs) certain things. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's true. And it's like. And to me, again, that's that whole suppression thing. It's like, I got to be so aware of everybody's feelings, right? Especially that age group who aren't rational because they haven't thought things. They haven't thought things through to the next level. They haven't drilled down at all. You know, it's that whole headline culture we deal with now. And it's like you sit in a room now and it's like, yeah, you got to sort of, you know, 
get a feel for the room and uh, consider your audience because, you know, you might have an opinion or you might have something to say, but you've quickly got to realize, well, in this group, I can't say it. Mm-hmm. Like, what's happened to us? Think about this. Like, she walked by, and again, I'm, I just happened to be standing where I, I stood, and there, again, amongst a bunch of people standing yeah. there. And she zeroed in on me because my presence looking in, and I was way back of the door. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't stand near the door. That's their whole scam. They're not scam. Their whole, well, I guess it's a scam. That's their whole thing. You can't get too close to take a picture. So I was well back from the door. I mean, for all she knows, I could have been blind. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but she zeroed in on me because my presence there looking in triggered her. Yes. That's what it was. She got triggered by somebody looking in on these poor little animals. And again, here's the thing. Maybe she should have said, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. And I would have said, you know, I'm not really big on this either. Oh, then mm-hmm. we could have had a discussion. How is Because yep. my discussion while we were eating was, you know, you're in Mexico when in some small storefront, you see a giant, you know, tiger. You know, that doesn't happen on Young Street. So it wouldn't be allowed. It wouldn't be allowed, but it's Mexico. And, you know, somehow there's a, they got around, (laughs) they got around the big cat regulation. So she could have said to me, what do you think of this, sir? Because I really, I could have said, yeah, you know, this is not, I don't know if this is the best way to treat these animals. She didn't, you know, where I come from, they wouldn't allow this. Absolutely. You know, Um, listen, of course not. No, let's talk to judgment. She was, was, well, yeah. Right. Rush to judgment. Hmm. Um. <laughs> he does do it. Eh? Now that you no, point- Dan's doing a throwback, I think, to our earlier discussion. Rush to judgment. But, okay. Anyway. Well, I am rushing to judgment, Dan. Well, I'm sorry. It's only been 2,000 years in the making. So that's why. Yeah, I'm rushing to judgment over. Yeah, you know, these Jews, they really, they really should think through all this anti-Semitism. Because it's, is, it is it new? Dan, do you want to stick around for Fred's DoorDash story or... Uh, or do you want to do it after we do it? Because we got emails to do. Then we got Dan's news. Uh, it's your call, Freddie, because we've really soaked up a lot of time here. And well, you know, this is a this is something that could be used uh, at a later date, even you know. Um, although we're off next week, yes, we are. Um, well, why don't we do this? Why don't you say, give us the headline? Uh, Dan Duran will come back, and then just prior to the news. Uh, what we can do is a little. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll um, I'll cut it back. Well, you don't need to cut it back. We've got lots of time after we get through these emails. Okay. Uh, That's what we'll do. But what is the... It'll be like a little quiz, okay? Right. What is the quiz? Tell us in advance. Well, just a a DoorDash. What are the uh, most popular foods delivered and, you know, and what was... uh, How expensive the most... how expensive was the highest order this year? That type of thing. Looking forward to it. Fascinating. And if we have time, we can talk about uh, how a certain Canadian city is considered the most lonely. Dan, will you rejoin us okay. when that happens? Yep. I'll uh, come back because uh, I really do want to know what the loneliest city would be. Okay, buddy. Okay. Thank you, Dan Duran, for all your service to uh, this uh, program and to religion. i got to give the guy credit. You know, hanging on to... Uh, you know, some semblance of admiration for religion in some way. I mean, that's good for you, man. Good for him. Uh, did you? You haven't done Bodog yet, have you? No. Um, before you do, why don't I do something? We sort of change it up a little bit before you do your All thing. Right. Uh, 
maybe I could do this bow dog now, you do something else, and then you sort of bring up the bow dog uh, later. So here we go. Yes. Looking for a fast break from working so hard? When you're ready to box out some time for fun, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at bowdog.net. We make getting the latest basketball odds and free sports tips a slam dunk. Visit bowdog.net today. Hashtag make a play. All right, Fred, maybe uh, throw uh, another uh, little sponsor in here since we've been... Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Go to chamberplan.ca today. Get all the info you need on how your small business can be part of this. And Brett Tanner was on the other day and he explained, you know, a sole proprietor can be part of this. You know, if you have a business and you need some security, even for your little lonely self, it is possible. But of course, we're talking small companies, say one to a hundred employees. It can be done. Again, it's the pooling system. All these uh, small companies together uh, pool their dough. They can buy good insurances. And uh, again, it gives your employees the securities that they uh, will appreciate. Dental and prescriptions and travel insurance we've talked about. Therapies, an HR component to this thing. Mental health, well looked after. Very progressive. Do it today. Chamberplan.ca. Thursdays means emails. Uh, And today, of course, our title sponsor of Email Thursday, Palma Pasta. What a uh, wonderful group. What a great family. Anthony and Carmela and the kids. Their parents, 38 years of delivering quality Italian food from fresh pasta to sauces and prepared take-home entrees. Mama Palma's recipes, and it's, they're, they're actually making food there that Anthony's mom developed with nothing but the finest ingredients sourced from Italy. Uh, four locations, as I've mentioned, one in Oakville, three in Mississauga, and their signature store, the one that we go to the most, Palmas Kitchen on Seminac Road. And if you can't make it there, don't worry, they cater to corporate events, even to your home. Around the GTA, take advantage of this at palmapasta.com. Palma Pasta, Italian tradition, simply delicioso. Okay, now I just uh, get this thing. And I get that thing. And, uh, Freddie, are you ready? Ready, willing, and able. Fantastic. Here we go. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, Laura uh, Dorica, Dorisa, uh, this email from, and uh, the subject, current Canadian politics, conservatives with a majority. Not going to read it all. Here's the gist of it. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi guys. I'm writing in response to your conversation about all the current polls saying that if an election were to happen today in Canada, the Conservatives would get a majority. Fred asks how how this was possible. Well, here's my take. People would not be voting for Pierre Poliev. They would be voting against Pierre or Pierre. I always call him Pierre. Justin uh, Trudeau showing my age. And then she goes on to explain that. But again, I get the gist of it. You know, in uh, 2015, really, the country voted Stephen Harper out and then voted the nitwit in. 
So anyway, she says, have a great day. Love your podcast. Laura Dorica, resting heart rate 65, bowel movements regular, Hundy P since 2016. She covered it all. Um, that was kind of my, just part of, whenever that was yesterday, the day before, I, I basically, that's, that was my point that generally after a certain number of time, years, eight, 10, whenever we have a prime minister, you're always voting the other guy out. We just, I don't care how good or bad you think the guy's done. At some point you need to change. Yes. And I keep saying Pierre instead of Justin. That's what happened to Pierre twice, wasn't it? Yes. And it's what happened to Brian Mulroney. Mm-hmm. And it's what happened to Chrétien. And it's what's going to happen to Justin Trudeau. And I think, you know, part of the point is you can't read too much into how great right. the new guy is. Because it's more about how sick of the old guy we're getting. Right. And you know what happened to Mulroney? It was all those people saying, hey, Mulroney, you're full of baloney. <laughs> That's what happened to him. Brilliant. It's hard to believe you're not writing an opinion piece for the <laughs> fucking Globe and Mail. <laughs> okay. Okay, smart guy. All righty. Here is a subject from Jeremy Scott. Subject line... Michael Smith, uh, hi guys, not present, but as always, inferred. Hi guys. Oh, that's not it, sorry. Hi guys. Excellent guest this week, gentlemen. A lot of people had this to say uh, about Michael Smith, but he said, there are a few people in this world who are more passionate about food than Mike. Chef at Home was always a Food Network favorite of mine. This is Jeremy talking, and mine too, by the way. I splurged on the book this week. That's great. I hope you can convince him to drop in on the show again soon. I do have to bring up a very concern, a serious concern. (laughs) He says, I have to bring up a serious concern, though, with Wednesday's show. I'm a little disappointed. When the subject of... (laughs) (laughs) I love this. When the subject of Dan's massive, massive athletic arms came up, how could you pass the opportunity to not acknowledge that those arms are as a result of a lifetime of having to wield his massive Thor-like hammer? It's no wonder his arms are of of Popeye-like proportions. Have a great weekend, Jeremy says. Did we not? Did we miss that opportunity? I guess we did. I think so. Well, that's, you know, it's not like us. Or maybe we, you know, our limiter was on and we had already had too many. <laughs> that's that right. So that's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, maybe maybe we both felt like there had been enough of it and uh, we let that pitch go by. All right. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Joey's and Cactus Club from Justin Deverons. That's how you would pronounce his name, I hope. Uh, I don't have it in true. front of me there, pal. Sorry. Justin Deverons. Hey, sure. guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Just a note from uh, the Michael Smith show. I really enjoyed that you brought him on. I totally remember him now from the days of the Food Network. Excellent guest choice. It would be nice to have restaurants here, like in Europe, all in prices. Uh, to your note about Joey's and Cactus Club... Those are huge chains from Vancouver. It's like a Starbucks here. Every other corner has one. Uh, okay, uh, the look of the restaurants and their staff are always exactly the same, even Toronto's. They're, uh, they hire 100% uh, for style and wait staff based on their look. Uh, the flirt and upsell games are solid as well. I don't know what he's talking about. Well, we talked about, because I, I, I said joey's sure way 
and the Cactus oh, Club, right. they hire, there's no way they don't hire very attractive women to okay. work the restaurant. And, cause Bo, right. and he's saying, yeah, that's, they basically are hiring them based on style and look. Right. Okay. I do remember that. Now, I've never been to one of those establishments, of course. (laughs) Uh, Bowel movements, uh, melting uh, down golden toilets or gold toilets, resting heart rate, 69. He says, that's nice. Regards, Justin. Thank you very much. All right, Justin. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. All right. This comes from, uh, well, this is the one. I, 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 I really didn't know how to take this. And I will admit, you know, I could have overreacted because I, I just wasn't sure what the point of it was. But I did a little research. I looked up uh, the history of these people getting a hold of us on Facebook and emails, and, and, and they're, they're fans of the show. So uh, there's no hi, guys, to this email, but I'll put it in. Hi, guys. This is from uh, Sandra and Liam McBride, I guess one of those progressive couples that share a email account. It says, hey, you pair of wankers. Did you know there are 1.3 billion Catholics in the world today? From a global position, that is a lot of people. The world has 8 billion people. Uh, the globally, the globally, the globally populated, the global population of Jews is 16.1 million, not billion. So that makes it 0.2% of the world's population. My question is for a small religious grouping or community, why do they have so much influence on Western major, on major Western countries? By the way, 51% of Jews live in the U.S. Bet you won't read that on your show. Now, up till that point, I wasn't really sure kind of what their point was. And I don't know if you saw that one. Oh, no, I read that. And that's what I, because I thought, okay, that, you know, Jewish people are pretty influential. We've talked about it, you know, especially in the entertainment industry in North America. Yeah. A lot of Jewish people own big companies, very super successful. We know that. It was that line that I didn't understand. The bet you, you won't read, that, read yeah. that on your, because we've often talked about that in on a certain level. So I was uh, in a bit of a, you know, I've been in a bit with some good reason, a little bit on edge with all this Jew hating. So again, I was fine with it till I read the bet. You won't read that in your show. And I write back, I go, I will absolutely read that on the show. My question is, what's your point? 0.2% of the world's population. And we far part, we far outpace any other religion, race or ethnic groups in hate crimes in the U.S., Canada, and around the planet. Okay, as we've already talked about. I said, do you think we have too much influence? Maybe Einstein or Oppenheimer or any of the other Nobel Peace Prize winners should have let someone else step up and change the world. Looking forward to reading your response on the show tomorrow as well. So that was my response when I read that. And they wrote back this morning saying, oh, not trying to make a point, just asking a question. So again, I apologize um, sort of to Sandra and Liam, I didn't really understand your, what you were sort of getting at. And so I sort of, uh, I don't know if I lashed out, but I definitely, my response was terse. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with that statement. You know, for a sw- such a small group of people, they seem to have a lot of influence or whatever you want to call it on earth. I mean, that's valid. I, I, no. As I say, we've, ta- we've talked about that before. And maybe it comes from the oppression. 
Right. Well, yeah, I, but their point about what got me, and I, and you, I pointed it out yeah. four times. Bet you mm-hmm. won't read that out on your show. Like, why? Okay. Like, because it's because it's. I don't know. Anyway, um, well, exactly. That didn't make sense because the initial point was valid. Yeah. Okay. Well, but yeah. thanks for everybody. Thanks to everybody for being here. Hey, you know what I? You know what I want to say? Everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Okay, that's all you Hi need guys. to remember. Hi what guys. else you got? Hi guys. Hi guys. Recent shows. This is from Carolyn Jusen Howard. Oh. Hi guys. Mm. Hi guys. Really enjoyed the Ron Hawkins interview. I'm a big fan of both Ron and the Low and Hummel and Fred, and to have you both together was incredible for me. Ron, yeah, he. Uh, a few people said they really enjoyed that interview. I work at a family doctor's office and was listening to your Ozempic discussion. Our doctors only prescribe it for diabetic patients and not solely for weight loss. Keep up the great work. I've been loving the podcast from 2012, and it was still the best one out there. It is still the best one out there. Uh, resting heart rate, uh, 66. Bowel movements, very good. Loving you, uh, Carolyn. She's very nice. I mean, that's the question we raised yesterday as well. Like, are doctors, because of the shortage, are doctors going to be in that position where it's like, no, 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 not for weight loss. You have to have diabetes. Yeah. Carolyn's a very nice person. We thank her for for her participation. Uh, This one is actually addressed to Mike. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Our producer. And, um... I, I'll read it, but maybe we can uh, get hi guys. Hi guys. Uh, get Mike. This, he actually just says, "Hey, Mike." And maybe Boone will have a uh, response uh, when he joins us later. Uh, I would like to know why the video of podcast is not distributed on other platforms. He goes on to talk about YouTube. Not everyone who listens to the show is a boomer and has Facebook. I also find it a pain in the ass to watch on Facebook because I don't have a Facebook account. I have no interest in signing up. I understand a majority of the audience is demographic, blah, blah, blah. He said, I think you're underestimating how powerful and stronger the algorithm on uh, YouTube is due to the fact that it's run by Google. I hope you strongly consider looking at a YouTube for our live feed. Or even upload the Facebook video to YouTube, which we can talk about. Give it a try. You might be uh, surprised by the results and the traffic you might get. And we thank you for that suggestion. Hundy P. Tony. Uh, and again, we'll bring that up when uh, Mike joins us. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Freddie. Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, subject matter, Tom Green from Chris Tonner. Uh, hi, guys. Hold on. Hold on. A little area. Hi, guys. I'm lagging behind here. Sorry. Hi, guys. I, I did it. Okay. <laughs> well, I sort of buried it, so I thought I'd do it again. Okay, do it again. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, two summers ago, a close friend brought me to a party at Deadmau5. Deadmau5. How do you say that again? I forget. It's been years. I know. Denny's Deadmau5. Deadmau5. Okay, Deadmau5. Uh, at his house in Milton, we saw Tom Green's name on the guest list. We were enjoying the party, having a few drinks, and my friend noticed Tom walking towards us. He introduced himself to us uh, as if he needed to, and we spent the next hour or so sharing stories about travel experiences and his rescue dog, Charlie. At that point, he had just moved back to the Ottawa area. Uh, he was such a pleasure to talk to and uh, was so down-to-earth and genuine for someone as famous as he is. Resting heart rate 75, bowel movements regular, back sore uh, most mornings. 
Love the podcast. Chris Tonner. Not surprised, Chris. We had a lot to do with Tom in the early days of Tom Green moving from Ottawa, getting into Toronto, and then obviously going to L.A. Always a great guy. We've actually talked about this, I think, recently about getting him back on the show now that he's back in the Ottawa area. Oh, there's a move afoot. There's yeah. a move afoot. We, we had him on the show, by the way. You wouldn't remember, but I thought of this the other day. Even after he had married Drew Barrymore, he still remembered us and would come on from time to time and be just a, a lovely, lovely person. Um, I, I was thinking about that the other day, him moving back to Ottawa. I mean, what, again, given his recent history, his professional career, what would, why would that be? And I was watching the other day, I'm flipping around, and I saw that movie with uh, Jimmy Fallon and... Uh, Drew Barrymore, the baseball fever pitch. Yeah. That baseball movie, a cute little movie. I sat there and watched it. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Fallon fan when it comes to his show, you know, his late night show, but that was a fun little movie. And I, I was looking at her. <laughs> Tom Green was married to her. Yeah. She's so sweet and cute in that movie. And now here he is back in Ottawa after that life. It's something. That's what I'd like to ask him about. Like, yeah. why Ottawa again? And may maybe it's uh, aging parents. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, let's uh, continue because we have a few more to Hi go. Guys. This comes Hi from guys. Josh Hines. And Josh, by the way, just want to point out, for some reason, none of the people, and I didn't do this on purpose, almost none of the emails I've picked out for myself to read have given me, any or us, any information about heart rate, bowel movements, you know, I, I, I should I should have distributed that. <laughs> that more Say that again. Everybody that you've read so far, I believe, has has done the humble and Fred bowel yes. movement report. For right. some reason, none of the ones I picked out are uh -huh. talking about their heart rate or their bowel movement. Right. Okay. I feel uh, gypped. Hi, guys. Says Josh Hines, the uh, subject to, in this email. I'm glad you said gypped. I know. I know. I uh, the subject in this was jury duty. Hi, guys, he said. Already did that. Jury duty is one of the best Netflix has delivered. You were spot on about it, Howard. I was so surprised Bill B, Bill Brio, hadn't watched it yet. Freddie, he says, Freddie needs to watch so you guys can share laughs about the situations. Okay. The he says the characters are amazing and the actor James Marsden playing himself was genius. You don't want it to end. And the judge, so believable, I could go on. Love the show and listen to you all over the world on the road. Cheers, he says, Josh. Again, a mystery about his heart rate, his bowel movements, but we'll just assume they're okay. And uh, we're about to enter a uh, really long, humble and Fred weekend. And uh, next week we're off as well. So maybe now's the time you might try jury duty. Give it a shot. It's fucking absurd. And you will like it. Okay. You don't sound convinced, but that's fine. No, no, no. I will. I'll get, I've been watching this thing. Unforgotten, a British detective show i'm no, really enjoying right. it so okay. you know i one at a time all right, right. one at a time Very that's all this old brain can take a uh, word prefixes on uh phone numbers this is from gord goodfellow okay he says hi guys hi guys 
Just catching up on the last Wednesday show and uh, hearing the conversation on old Toronto numbers. The reason for the word prefixes is when phones uh, were new, they felt people couldn't remember seven numbers. Yeah. So you just had to learn a word and the five numbers. That's also why you have three to four letters on each number on the dial pad. Yeah, I knew that's why the number, uh, the letters um, traditionally were on there because of this. Uh, on old uh, TV shows, they use Klondike 5, which equals 555, which is always a take number, which means it doesn't work. They always did that on TV shows. That, I remember that was brought to my attention at one point. And, oh, yeah, right. Why is it always 555 when they're giving a phone number out on a TV show? Because mm-hmm. they wouldn't give a real number out or that person would be pestered to death. Uh, stay strong, says Gordy. There's uh, no uh, bowel movement. There's no mm. heart rate. All right, well, if you're new to our program, well, I don't know how this started, but I, I think it started because I was having heart trouble and you were making have some poop or something. I don't know, but uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Uh, we have one last email, and I've got a couple screens open because I need to play something. So let me start with the email. Okay, the email's easy. Comes from our uh, regular contributor. Hi, guys. Mike Bertrand or Bertrand again no bowel movement information very sloppy today people not his bowel movements but uh, no heart rate (laughs) Um, this he says hi guys hi guys thought you might like it and the uh, subject was freedom rally comedian bit and it happens to be uh, a dude that I, I know I've worked with uh, at Yuck Yucks many, many times. Really funny guy, but uh, has a real good sort of Ontario guy sensibility about him. You'll see what I mean in a second. And here he is. He's basically talking to the audience at a comedy club, uh, and he sort of characterizes them in the following way. You guys look like you've all said something racist while working on a dirt bike in a garage somewhere. <laughs> the COVID was a hoax row right here. We got Freedom Rally people here. You about the Freedom Rally? Yeah, you don't got to tell me, brother. Look at you. <laughs> Freedom! As in like those three weeks where the rest of the country was less racist because every guy named Todd that you grew up with was in Ottawa? I was there, man. I was there week three doing a show. I got to see these motherfuckers up close. I've never seen that many snowmobile jackets and nobody's snowmobiling in my life. Like, that's just your walking around coat, huh? Like, what is the prerequisite to get into this? You got to have an above ground pool and at least two broken dishwashers on your front lawn? Go home and feed your fucking Rottweilers. We're free. <laughs> I love that. Go home and feed your fucking Rottweilers. Isn't he good? <laughs> That's good. You mean the, yeah. those three weeks we were a little, a little less racist? Yeah, Joe, if you ever get a chance to see Jared, he's very, very funny. And uh, thanks to uh, Mike for uh, bringing all of that to our attention. Although he's painting all the freedom people with the same brush. We shouldn't do that. I'm, f- <laughs> I'm freedom people phobic. <laughs> That's what I am. Um, well, thank you. See, we got through that, you know, and it all worked out. Um, I was going to play yeah, a little, little uh, audio. Somebody, there's, there was a bonus, a bonus, uh, I can't find it now. But I have a little song because we remember we did this thing all about fart song. I played you that yeah, fart, fart song, song, Jeff. Fart song, Jeff. Uh, by a um, funny guy who can really play and sing named Tom McGovern. 
This so somebody, I guess his fart song was so popular that people would send in requests for him to do fart songs um, in different styles. So this is a fart song as if it was done by as an Irish pub song. Gather round me friends and lend an ear For a tale of flatulence you'll want to hear It happened in a pub just the other night When a lad let rip with all his might Ripping a solid car, so out of feet He let go to the pub and shook the seats The smell was ripe and oh so strong We laughed and cheered all night This is some next level fart stuff, Fred. Oh, yeah. In his hand and a twinkle in his eye, he let out a belch and then a mighty fart that nearly blew us all apart. Nice. Anyway, this came to us from Greg Chirwadi, and uh, he's got a whole list of. Uh, Tom McGovern fart songs and, and does mention that his heart rate is 78 BMs as steady as she goes and of course the humble and Fred salute stay strong so here I just a little palate cleanser at the uh, end of our at the end of our uh, thing here hello hello oh I just muted myself for some reason you I, don't know. I don't mean to hello hello Hello, uh, Canada, anyway, Canada hello. Mexico, do you hear us? <laughs> Mexico, do you hear us? Oh, fuck. You know what's funny? At the start of the show, I, I, I literally start by saying, okay, guys, we need to start the show today. And then 45 minutes later. God. Well, that's it. You know, we're all struggling. I'm struggling. There's no rules. There's rules. There's no <clears throat> rules. Humble and Fred, fiercely independent. There's no rules. Okay, well, thanks. That makes me feel better. Do you have some uh, other stuff you'd like to talk about? Yes, uh, tonight's Thursday night NFL game. You know, traditionally, I can say that they tend to be dogs, the Thursday night games, but not tonight. Cincinnati, the last place Cincinnati Bengals, believe it or not. What? Against the first, yes. They're five and four, last place in that division. Pittsburgh and Cleveland, six and three. Baltimore, seven and two. But Cincinnati's been playing better lately. Should be a good game. Bengals at Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens minus three and a half points on that one. The over under 46. Whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry leading odds, a world class sports book to their feature rich poker room. Uh, you know, they've been uh, providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since, since 1994. And don't forget about their fully loaded casino and race book, okay? Bodog. And don't forget about our company, Boron One. Well, not our company, the company that supports this company. I've been talking a lot about how Boron is in so many parts of our day-to-day lives. Talking about how it's used in construction, things around your home. How about some common applications? Your LCD screen, sports equipment. Hey, if you've got an... <laughs> hey... If you've got a nuclear reactor, there's boron in that as well as lithium batteries, computers. Who doesn't have a heat shield and medicine? 
can also be found in uh, automotive products like motor oil, brake fluid, steering fluid, and antifreeze. Not antifreeze, antifreeze. By the way, I'm also a freeze-phobic. <coughs> anyway, Boron is a company that uh, you can find out more about at boron1.com. Actually, just it's called What About Boron? Anyway, go check it out. And maybe uh, if you're looking for an investment opportunity, again, we make no claims about you know, what's going to happen with this company. All we know is that unlike a lot of junior mining companies, they've gotten to a point in time where, who knows, they could be taking boron out of the ground in the next 24 to 36 months. Find out more at boron1.com. I am looking forward to your uh, survey or your quiz. DoorDash's most popular foods. Uh, when Dan gets back, well, well that'll be our first order of uh, business, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I, know, I know. Have you seen the DoorDash online commercial where they're wearing this one guy is wearing a big smock, a big food thing, covering a hockey jersey? And no. his buddy makes fun of him. And he said, well, who, who would wear a thing like that? And they cut to another guy who I'm assuming is a hockey player, but I don't know who he is. So I was hoping. Oh, you did. right. I think I have. Se- that's um, hmm. right. Oh, uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Okay. I have seen that. Yes. It's like a muumuu or something. No, it's a smock. It's uh, to protect yeah. your uh, jersey. Right, yes, Leon Dreisaitl is that hockey player. Huh? Dreisaitl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to hear a... This you is know a, who he plays for? Here's no clue. for you. You don't, eh? No, I don't. He's one of the best players in the National Hockey League, plays at Edmonton. He oh, and, good. Uh, he and Connor McDavid. That's fantastic. Superstars. He's well, a superstar. I'm glad to know that now. It'll, I'll add that to my uh, list of things I should know. <laughs> Here's a... Uh, this is terrible. I, sh- I shouldn't even repeat this joke, but it's... Um, what part of a vegetable should you never eat? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the wheelchair. Oh! Oh, Howard! <laughs> That's awful. I know! I, I feel terrible. I know you wouldn't have, but I feel terrible repeating that. <laughs> Look at you! you know, look at you laughing your <laughs> fucking head off. Sorry, yeah. you know. In context, we know yeah, yeah, people that are vegetables, not funny. Wheelchairs, horrible tragedy. We get it. Yeah. We know, but that's funny. Sorry, I'm not wheelchair phobic. Like I mean, you know why that's funny? Who'd eat a wheelchair? Come on, it's absurd. <laughs> um, I'll message. Oh, by the way, while we're waiting for Dan. <clears throat> because he hasn't come back yet. Here is uh, something I've been saving for you because I know you're such a fan, as I am. I just don't watch him very much. People's moral equivalency still. I mean, Barack Obama, who has rarely disappointed me, did so this week. I mean, his statement, I mean, it's not a horrible statement, but he said, if you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth, and then you have to admit nobody's hands are clean. Literally, that's true, of course, But just give you two examples where this is, I don't think, a helpful statement at this moment. First of all, the attack was only a month ago. A more savage attack than we've ever seen in reverse. There's a big difference between collateral damage and what Hamas did. Second, (laughs) secondly, 
Okay, the Israelis are now allowing a four-hour pause for people to get out. I'm sorry, people say, oh, wow, big of them. Okay, but it is a war that the other side started. So interesting. When they fire at Israel, it's a war. When Israel fires back, it's a war crime. A little crazy. I just uh, love that phrase. Which one? Well, the... When Israel fires back at them, it's a war crime. One of the things I had a discussion with somebody I'm pretty close to this week, and it seemed a big surprise to her that Hamas was firing missiles into Israel Mm -hmm. all day long. And I was like, are you serious? You didn't know that, huh? Oh, well. You know, to me, that's must viewing to Bill Maher's film, Religious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just outstanding, especially for an atheist, obviously. But he's... uh, He's never held back about his feelings of jihadism and oh yeah Islam and the destructive backbone there. <laughs> Poor Dan. Dan just signed back on. Are we still doing this? Are we still talking about Hamas? Uh, no, Dan. Fred Patterson's about to present a very interesting survey from DoorDash about the most popular foods. Can I yes. can I interject just before he does that? Yeah, uh, our good friend Darren. Yes, uh, text or texted in the show notes uh, in the Facebook Live. There is some high quality flatulence humor this week, fellas. The fart on the plane song was a classic. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, thought I'd help you. Listen, we're we're nothing if not on brand from time right. to time, <laughs> and is noticed. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you, Darren. Door-dash, You're sweet man. Doordash. Doordash. Okay, this is only DoorDash, too, right? I know there's all sorts of other um, services of this ilk. But this is DoorDash. And, um, you know, they've released their findings from uh, 2023. I think it went from December 22 to November 23, uh, the beginning of November. And uh, just uh, quickly, uh, top restaurants of 2023. What restaurants did people most order from? Um, what type of restaurant or what what the name of restaurants? Well, no, no, I haven't got to the type yet. Okay. This is name of restaurants. Name. Yes. Um, Thanks for clarifying that. Uh, I think you'll be surprised. I mean, is it a, can I ask, is it a fancy restaurant or is something like I never No, day? no, oh, it okay. is not fancy. Well, I'm going to say McDonald's. No. I'm going to say 7-Eleven. No. Uh, is it something like McDonald's? Yes. Burger King. No. Do you want a clue? Y- yes. Bone of, conten- bone of contention with me. Uh. My neighbor. Oh, A&W. 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 You, you know, That's a, a surprise, eh? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, now that okay, once we got to the fast food category, I was here's here's something that did surprise. Me. You know, do you know where you can get delivery from? And I'm not sure if it's DoorDash or from them directly or, or, or Uber Eats. 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. The, the whole thing about like there ever there's so there's so many 7-Elevens. Like, how could you not just walk the two blocks to get a Slurpee? But apparently mm-hmm. you can order anything off the 7-Eleven menu. And they'll deliver it. Okay. What else have you got? This is fun. No, I, and uh, number two was Burger King, then Dairy Queen. McDonald's down at number five. Tim Horton's number nine on the DoorDash list. Um, yeah, but A&W, you know, those, they, they are good burgers at A&W. They are good burgers. I, I, I agree, but that. like when it, when, here's the thing, though. When I think about ordering 
you know, food, which I do quite a bit. Like I would think there's so many burger places that I would think of first, whether it would be like Burgers Priest or Rudy or any of the sort of yep. higher, not higher end, but like really good burgers. But I, I never even think about A&W, but I might now. But you got to, you know, a lot of them are based on number of locations, too, I guess. You know, the law of average, I guess. But anyway, uh, and Starbucks just ahead of Tim Horton, Starbucks number eight. Anyway, let's move on to top cuisine, fellows. What type of food is on this list? Dan, do you want to go first? Because I think I have a good guess. Well, it's uh, pizza probably, right? No, I was going to say Chinese food. No. So Italian food, pizza, that was a no? Um, no, not as number one. I, I asked, what, what do you think the number one, so number one is? Okay, well, yeah. is it, okay, let me ask you. Here's my question. Uh, is, there, is it ethnic food? No. And it's not pizza. It's not ethnic food. Well, pizza could fall under. It, I'll, I'll give you the answer. It's American, it says here. American, I guess, slash Canadian, North American, you know, white guy food, I guess. I don't know. And pizza might fall under that, actually. Mm. But Italian was number two. Where's Chinese food on that? Not on the list. Not in the top eight. Wow. Believe it or not. Indian, number three. This has got to be Toronto-centric. Uh, sushi, number four. Subs, number five. Mm. Mexican, ahead of... I, again, I don't see Chinese, but Mexican's on the list. Japanese. And then Thai is number eight, which I'm surprised at. I thought uh, Thai would be higher. Hey, as much seems as to be a go-to people <laughs> who think they're cultured. Huh? As, as, as much as I like eating Mexican, I don't order it on DoorDash. <laughs> no. No, no, you no, 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 no. <laughs> Dan's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, you don't order it. You get in the car and go pick it up. <laughs> All right. Okay. Dan just clued in. That's right. I get in the car. I go, sometimes I just walk over. Sometimes I'll just walk over. <laughs> okay, these are... <laughs> Okay, so I gave you the style of restaurant. Yes. What are the most ordered foods in particular? Well, it's got to be burgers because... Right on, it, yeah, number okay. one, burgers, yeah. yes. Burgers, yeah, french fries, probably. Some sort of french fries. Yeah, I think that falls under the hamburger burger. thing. Okay. Oh, no, it doesn't. Number seven is fries. You're right. I'm sorry. But this this has got to be Toronto-centric. I, I should have done my research just based on this list. Because most ordered foods, burgers and cheeseburgers. Number two is burrito bowls. Can you believe that? I love burrito bowls. No, I know, but number two, chicken nuggets. Ugh. Pitas and shawarma. Ooh. And then burritos, number five. Mm. Chicken burgers, six. Fries, seven. And number eight. I'm going to a restaurant on uh, Sunday night to have dinner with a bunch of old CFNY pals. And I've looked at the menu already. And this is what I'm going to order. The Great. tuna poke ball. Oh, tuna poke. Poke. Right, is that what you, did you say poke? Yeah, poke. you say poke. Like a Brampton boy coming out in me. It's really good. Oh, yeah. And where are you going? What restaurant are you going? You're going someplace in Oakville, right? You know what? It, it's like, it, it's like uh, the, the King's Arm or something. It looks like a, uh, like a British pub, but British pubs tend to now um, serve, you know, international cuisine. For sure. Whatever reason. And curries, yeah. too, which I thought you'd like. Yeah, curries. Absolutely. Coffee was number nine. Stir fry, number 10. Yeah, that gen my daughter's generation, Charlie in particular, mm -hmm. I think I told you this recently when she first moved to uh, New York. I was working in Manhattan. I couldn't believe the little things that these kids would order. They would order, like, skip the dishes or whatever, uh, what's, DoorDash, mm -hmm. 
Uber Eats. They'd order like a coffee to their office. Like you it, know, there's actually category for coffee. Yeah, man. Mo- what city had the most coffee orders in 2023? Are you asking us that? Yeah, I'm asking. I'm going to say Vancouver. Uh, second, Toronto was first. Well, it's, you know, but you would yeah. sort of base that on population. Yeah, population. Right? Again, law of average. Yeah. Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, Edmonton. Yeah. Um, so, 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 by the way, so weird to me to order a coffee. Because I know. By the time it gets to you, it's cold. Or, you know, it's cooled down a lot because those cups can't hold it all. No, that's a good point. Uh, Dan, before we get to the news, Freddie, do we have time for your city, your other city survey? Uh, sure. Hold on. Why not? Well, I've got music for it. Yeah, we've done enough of the food thing. <laughs> this is, the, is this the song you were singing to me earlier today? Yes. All right. Wow, this is really... A lot slower than I remember it. Lonely, I'm Mr. Lonely. Yeah, this is a great way to get chicks. <laughs> this is the guy who's getting the chicks. All right. Hey, hey, honey, that sad boy is here. <laughs> Mr. Lonely. Daddy, this is my boyfriend. I'm Mr. Lonely. All right. This is the uh, Toronto Foundation, okay? Um, Vital signs report is what they call it. And they have uh, determined that Toronto is the loneliest city in Canada. They found 37% 37%, uh, of the city feels lonely. Yeah. Crazy. Really? And the criteria is uh, depression, discrimination, worry. Mm. And since COVID, the loss of friends, people. Hold, on, to, hold, hold this, on a second. Yeah. Uh, bingo. What's that? <laughs> yeah, bingo. What was, I got those all on my, my, on my, uh, on my tiles here. What, you, what was that? Depression? Depression, discrimination. Yeah. Worry, constant uh, worrying about yeah, okay. things. Yeah, I got a bingo. Dan, where are you? Did you get a... Did you get a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, unless friends, one startling statistic here. Um, prior to COVID, this survey, 55% of people said they have lots of friends or um, very many friends or whatever. And that dropped to 30% in the latest survey. People saying they have lots of friends. And they're saying COVID, you know, a lot of people drifted apart. But again, as social media digs in and people, you know, dating and all that stuff, there's less face-to-face contact. People's number of friends is suffering through that. And that's not good. No. I don't like that. No, I don't like yeah, it. You got to have buds, right? You got to have friends. You got to have friends. You got to have your people. Absolutely. You know, we could have gone with this song, Dan. I think you'll like this one. I think you did. Here we go. Oh, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. You know this song, Fred? Mm-hmm. Heart. Owner's Owner of a Lonely Heart. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a uh, yeah, big Just a couple world. more quick stats here. Yes. Because, you know, the quiz part of this. Canada-wide. So 37% of Toronto is lonely. Canada-wide, it's 28%. What is the least lonely city in Canada? Uh, Swift There's Current Saskatchewan. Least lonely city in Canada. Medicine Hat, Alberta. No. Uh, Charlottetown, PEI. No. 
So, Quiz Pam Sis, uh, New Brunswick. No. Uh, Kindersley, uh, Albert. Uh, <laughs> Saskatchewan. No, I no don't. this makes... This makes sense to me because when you go to this city, it has that European flair where you understand friends and food seems to mean more to Not them real. than the rest of the country. Kamloops, huh? BC. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Dan's son's hometown, Mont- Montreal. Montreal. Mm. Doesn't surprise me at all. Wow, that's, I'm glad yeah. he's there. Yes, he won't be as lonely. Only right. 17% of Montrealers claim to be lonely. Well, good for them. I should um, phone him, check on him, and make sure he's okay. Um, with a friend, according to this fucking survey. <laughs> um, just a quick comment from uh, Darren, one of our friends on uh, Facebook. Sure hope Dan finally gets a bowl of that piping hot, freshly made carbonara that's simmering on Jerusi's <laughs> stove this morning. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. <sighs> you won't let it go. Um, no, yeah. he, he, he's staring. He's not going to let that shit go. It's gold. Uh, hey, you should... know something? My, we're, we're talking about Colton. I found out this the other day. He's been doing uh, uh, drink and draws. He's an artist, and he's mm-hmm. found there's a, a community now that gets a, together at a bar, and they drink, and they, they draw. They I love that. their drawings, their portfolios and stuff. And then he told me that they've also got somewhere, there's a bar that does uh, uh, life drawing. And I said, wait a minute, like life drawing where your artists sit around and draw naked people? He said, yep. There's a life drawing drink. Drawing, Dan, if you're... Draw, I guess. That's cool. Well, that's for, encouraged. Yeah. But, you know, how, how young people have changed. When we were kids, it was drink and screw. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> you go to a bar, it's drink and screw. Or try to screw. Now it's drink and yeah. draw. Yeah. Mm. That's, how, that's how old we are. We actually remember calling it screw. Um, Dan, if you're looking for... Pictures of naked people. You know, I can direct you to a few. Scenes <laughs> You've got some suggestions. Well, no, just, if you're wondering how you might get to be part of that, Dan, do you yeah. feel emotionally ready and stable enough to do the news? Yeah, sure. All know. right, here we go. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Oh. Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes. As for credentials, he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang So he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low And now uh, brought to you by EVNet.ca RentElectric.ca is their site 1-800-387-9391 Is their phone number And you can rent an electric vehicle For an hour, for a day, a weekend Or a week and uh, you see what it's all about. And right now, the voucher Humble EV gets you $40 off your first rental. It's the 427 in Dundas area. 1-800-387-9391. And now, live from Bruno Gerussi's nephew's house, is movie anchor... With a carbonara on the stove. It's apparently there's apparently... Right and, and the weirdest thing is there's a carbonara constantly simmering. And they will not, they will not give Dan Duran any of it, which is ridiculous. All right, trying to keep a light here. We've got, I've just got a couple of quick things here. They, they, we now know that Jimmy Kimmel will be hosting the Oscars for the fourth mm. time. That that was just announced. I don't know if you're a fan of Kimmel or not as the, in that role, but he seems to be able to to do return engagements over there. Yeah, he's good. I like him. I yeah, like him. We like him. He's my guy. So, you know, like by him. the way, Freddie, he's been, you know how long he's been doing? His late yeah. night television show for 20 21. E- 21 years? 
Yeah, the, yeah he's into his twenty first year. I find that incredible. Uh, again, and I've said it before. To me, as an entertainer or a presenter, nobody is more comfortable in their skin than Jimmy Kimmel. To me, mm-hmm. he's just so natural and free. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's the two I think of as far as comfort and, and people that are, you know, entertainers that seem to just make it look so easy. There's Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Toronto Mike. These are my two. Oh, yes. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> you forgot Toronto Mike, who seems like that's effortless. Effortless. All right. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, I, I brought this up earlier this week and I never got to. But Patrick Mahomes, is that how you pronounce yes. it? Yes. I don't he, He's a football player. My Kansas mind. City. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A, uh, he confirms he wears uh, the same pair of underwear every game for, and he's been doing this since the beginning of his NFL career. He only washes his gitch when the team loses. Oh, mm. so it must. It smellier. gets dirty. Believe me, then it gets mm. dirty. Yeah, man. <laughs> they don't lose too often. There's all these yeah. sports guys with these traditions. That's a weird one. Considering well, you know, he sports makes lends fif- itself to superstition, yeah. man. And Dan, yes, considering he that. makes fifty million dollars a year, he could probably afford to buy new underwear every day <laughs> if he wanted. Well, every, yeah. every quarter, and, he could put a new yes. set on if he wanted. And to. just so you know, he's arguably the most famous football player today. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm glad I knew that. Uh, and uh, here's my last uh, little contribution is I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, Christmas seems a little different this year to me. The decorations are already up. I had this conversation with girlfriend Lisa the other day, and uh, just as an article in CBC's uh, website today talking about the maximalist Christmases here mm-hmm. for people who need joy in their hearts, which ties into Fred's loneliness here. I guess mm-hmm. tacky, colorful, big, huge tinsel, kind of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, all that tacky stuff mm-hmm. is really in this year. The conversation was that I, I was uh, driving around Stratford the other day, uh, talking to Lisa on the phone, and I just I said I can't believe the number of Christmas uh, the homes already have Christmas that yeah. lit up. Mm-hmm. And she said it's just I think it's this year that people just need something, some distraction or, or something, a little joy in their yeah. In their they daily need to put up uh, you know confirming their Christianity and mm-hmm. you know when I see those lights now, Dan, it's all I see is Jews stay away. <laughs> I see <laughs> hate. I'm I'm I see looking. hate. I see hatred. <laughs> I've been looking for a Hamas snow globe. I can't find one. <laughs> I, I can get you one filled with hummus. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says you stand with Israel like Christmas decorations. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Well, uh, that's, okay, the that's, of, that's, uh, that's the voice of uh, silky entertainer Toronto Mike, who is uh, producing this program so- lovingly. <clears throat> Uh, even though Mike is very skilled at his job, even he couldn't help us get the much music guy on the show. Is that guy ever going to come back, Sean Menard? I wrote him an email. Well, Howard, to be fair, the first time we bumped him because we were taking a week off. No, I know. I know. The second time I'm he not, missed a flight. I'm, it's so. not his fault. It's no one's fault. I'm not pointing blame. I'm just pointing out that it's we've done the best we can. And I'm sorry. I, I saw the email. He missed his flight and uh, all that. Yeah, I don't know. He said he had a flight to catch and he, he bailed at the last minute. But I did send him a note and say, hey, can we reschedule you? And I haven't heard back yet. So right. uh, when he well, does say yes, I'll uh, put him back in the calendar. One day. One day, my friend. One day. Hey, Dan. Yes. 
I can't tell if you're leaning in on a bit, which is sort of the humble and Fred way, but do you really not know Patrick Mahomes is a football player? Like you're that oblivious to sports? Yes, I am that oblivious. I had no idea. If yeah. you told me that, I would not know. I mean, there's okay, some... I you find know, it has he been around for a while or what? Yeah, a few years, three or oh, four yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, a few years, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, Mike, to be fair, the, Fred brought up the one of the most popular hockey players in the NHL, and I consider myself fairly aware of most sports, um, and I had no idea who that guy was. Sure, but Dreisaitl and Mahomes, I mean. No, but I'm no, but again, I don't follow the NHL at all, and I do follow the NFL. I can name more than one NFL quarterback, but I can barely name you know a bunch of players on outside of the Leafs and uh, the kid in Edmonton. You know, I can barely name a bunch of NFL NHL players. I just don't follow. Them. And I and I you know and I can't say it because listen. You know, entertain, the en- entertainment world obviously rivals sports. So often you guys reference directors or actors and stuff that are mainstream to people. I don't know. Honestly, I don't. Sure, but this is the the most recognizable NFL player today. So it, Okay, so yeah, let's but, make Dan feel like shit today. God damn it, boom. <laughs> no, God damn it. Make, no, no, I just was curious if it was a bit like, is he leaning in? Because no, no, there's no. a next level I, uh, listen, we've no, already Dan doesn't do bits. Dan... <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Dan's not the bit guy. No. um, Listen, we've already tried to talk Dan into being Islamophobic like me. So I think we've 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 done enough to Dan today. Yeah. Um, I just don't have any real solid interest in uh, in sports. I will say this about Patrick Mahomes. Spectator, sir. Yeah. There there was a great uh, documentary series on Netflix last year. I watched it called Quarterback, and it was about uh, he was featured in it. Kirk Cousins, Mahomes, and this other kid who I don't even think is in the league anymore. But uh, he's a character, and he also happens to be one of the two or three best players in the league right now. Although he uses the term dog too. Yeah, he's, 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 dog. he's everything it's is like dog. Enough. Like I everybody's know. not a fucking dog. Jesus. Well, but to, to Patrick it is. Everyone's a dog. Uh, Mike, uh, <laughs> Mike, we have some exciting news. Okay, the exciting news is that I might not be able to land Sean Menard. Or I'm not giving up. But uh, back into the Humble and Fred calendar is Noel Kassler. Oh, excellent. Right. Excellent. There you go. There. There you go. Uh, so he'll read what the humble and Fred. Yeah, how did that come about? And what was it? He just had decided to take a break, or what was the circumstances? Yeah, so the way I, got, I basically said, hey, let's start fresh in January, and then we can go from there, and then whatever frequency you're comfortable with. So he agreed mm-hmm. to a date in January to Amazing. return. And I guess after that, we'll see. Is this quarterly? Like, what is this? Yeah, well, we'll this would be great to, to catch up with him, especially in January, which is kind of the beginning of the primary season. In the States. What if we send him a Palma pasta lasagna once a month? Remember, he's never, ever hinted at wanting compensation. No, that I, was know. A, I know. I'm just saying a gesture on our part. Like mail yeah. it to him? <laughs> just like FedEx him a, pa, a lasagna? Yeah, Is that you what know, you Yeah. You know, like they deliver seafood, you know, on the dry ice. Yeah, yeah the lasagna. Can, li- <laughs> the lasagna delivery people. We should get them on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Palma Pasta, very excited about the upcoming uh, TMLDS. No, uh, T- it's called TMLX. 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 Toronto Mike Listener Experience. TMLXQ. Uh, 14. So the 14th such event is taking place 
December 9 from noon to 3 p.m. at Palma's Kitchen. So you mentioned Seminic? That's how you say it, right? Seminic Court, yeah. Seminic Court, Seminic Court, yeah. But yeah, so that HQ, basically, we're going to have a it's going to be a reunion of the pandemic friday trio which is uh Stu stone cam gordon and my yours truly but it's going to be great for an open mic for people to pop on and we're going to get free beer from great lakes brewery and of mm. course free pasta from palma pasta well that is a uh, delight fred will have to uh, go in my place because i'll be flying home that day I so i'll be here howie i won't be here well that's right you're going to be gone too. Get home from florida till the 11th and uh, Dan Duran will be there, obviously, because he will represent uh, Humble and Fred. Uh, Dan, what, what's, your, what's your excuse going to be? Um, it's M. Stratford. Uh, Dan's in Stratford for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my daughters are coming here on uh, Saturday. So if uh, you're wondering why there will be no Humble and Fred shows next week, that is why. Uh, Charlie and Spencer are going to hang with Papa, and then we will be back for a week, and then the first week of December, Fred is uh, taking off for an a extended trip with some friends. I'll still be here, so we will be doing uh, sh- uh, that week. We'll be off, back doing regular shows for the end of, for the rest of December as of eleventh uh, of December. Well, you, you come back on that Monday, or you won't be here on that Monday. No, well, I'll have my stuff. I could. Uh I can do it. Okay, man. All right. Okay. We'll talk about that. It's doable. It's possible. Okay. Um, Dan, thank you for uh, the intense uh, religious discussion, as always. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever convince you that you're... You know what? We know what I think will finally convince you is when you die... Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you'll go, see? Exactly. You know, see? you're not going to be in some fucking fantasy mall in the sky where, you know, yeah. every, yeah. every other store is a, a, a yeah. recording studio and there's somebody saying, Dan, your session's about to start and you just get constant hard-ons because somebody's hiring you. <laughs> That's awesome. That feeling of getting hired. Mm. Yeah. There is some... Uh, Adjacent Humble and Fred News. So uh, everybody who is a Hundy P remembers Sean Sargent. Mm-hmm. Yes. He has announced uh, he's engaged. So that's big news, I think. Uh, if you're a Sean Sargent fan, he's getting married. <laughs> is he all still you a Sean Sargent fans <laughs> out there? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All you all you fans of that. Uh, he was a great character on our show for a couple of years. He, he ushered in the Twitch years. He helped us uh, set that up. He's become quite the political activist too, and it's has he? Yeah, I don't. I don't follow him anymore. <laughs> I should, I guess. Hey, um, mm. Mike, what about that question from somebody this morning? Where did oh, I put yeah, it? Okay, so this kind of coming up, I think a good segue is talking about uh, it, Twitch and yeah, Sean Sargent. It, yeah, it's from so, Tony. Uh, Tony's a hundred P. He wrote to you directly and uh, wants to know why we don't stream or also put up our show on YouTube. Okay, so the actual answer is that we were all doing this on Zoom, and with Zoom, you have to choose one streaming place to go live to. You get one, okay? Mm-hmm. So if we wanted to have more than one place to go live, we have to introduce another piece of software, and we decided that you guys had this down pat. Like, you guys can be in Mexico, you can be wherever, and bang, you meet on Zoom, you go live on Facebook, you got it down to a science. So, unless you want to introduce another piece of software, you have to choose one place, 
And when we talked about where to go, we said, well, we, we already have like a Humble and Fred hub on Facebook. Like there's already a place. So putting it there made the most sense. And I believe this gentleman's the first guy who said, why aren't you on YouTube? Like everybody seems to be content and happy. So that's why we chose Facebook. We had to choose one. And, you know, it's he talked about, you know, Google. Well, you know, Facebook's meta. So like these are trillion dollar you know, uh, digital uh, companies, and uh, we chose Meta. Yeah, and, and it's not like we chose the one that was invented by a Jew, because both of them were. Sorry, Dan. I know you're Jew. Oh, boy. I know. Now we, we can. I know you're Jew. I know you're anti-Jew now. So yeah. Well, we no, no. We could go to the other Jew company and just to supply. We'll take the feed from the Facebook and put it on on. Uh, no. On, no. That's another thing I think is hilarious. All these people. No, one Jew at a time. That's please. right. All these, all these activists, you know, going online and this, spreading. This is, about, this is just about YouTube. YouTube. That's what we call it. Why do you YouTube. want to? YouTube. Why do you want Just nonstop. You just you want have to keep be going prepared. and going. Like, if you want to, like, of course, you can rip the video from here and throw it on uh, YouTube. But just be prepared to see, like, you might see, you know, 12 views or something. Like, I feel like everybody who needs to see this can go somewhere and see it. Mike, I've got no problem with your answer. I loved your answer. That's why we don't do it. Yeah, that's the technical reason. But more, most people listen to the podcast, so it's not like this is a TV show we put as a podcast. This is a mm. podcast that people can watch if they want. Yeah, it is not a TV show. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay. You maybe think about it, though. Well, here's I mean, the how, thing. How, how well, onerous is that piece of software to put another, you know? No, it's just Howard's got to use a different software interface to to go live to multiple places yeah. like i mean what's the benefit here and like, dan listen right now I, i've got people. my dan my plate is full fighting islam okay so <laughs> okay i don't think, I think uh, I, right, I feel, well, there's a real clash going on here between mike and dan uh, yeah. mike takes a shot at dan dan the re- well i didn't think that was a shot response oh, oh yeah oh, okay <laughs> Because oh, I actually think it's nice that you don't know sports, but I just wondered if you really didn't know Patrick Mahomes. Dan responds with a challenge. Mm. Oh, you don't want to be challenged oh, by every Dan week, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you guys have every a, week? Uh, why don't I you guys whip out your play. dicks and challenge each other to it? <laughs> I would never do that. That's no, no. who would? Um, all right. Was well, listen. Thank. Can we just shut this down now? Is there more show? Yes. That we need to go. Find yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, everyone, let's just try and uh, get along. Cause if, to, to, Enjoy to, the girls next yes, week, thank Howard, you. down and in Mexico. What a I, wonderful thing. I'm going to take Dan's advice and just hope for peace, cross my fingers, and hope that I don't die. Okay, Dan? <laughs> okay. Please don't. All right. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, EVNet.ca, Palma Pasta, Bodog, and Kelsey's. For contests and comments, we read all of our emails, Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com, Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. So tell us what you think. Tell your friends what you think, too, about us. Subscribe to this podcast and maybe share an episode or two. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And I want you to enjoy every goddamn day. Tables and a microphone, bottles and cans, just clap your hands, just clap your hands. Where's that?